Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. <clears throat> Excuse me, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing, so thank you. Hopefully it gives you a little something and Hopefully it helps our country even if just a little bit. Not a whole lot on Homestead to report. Getting ever closer to fall planting. However, there is no rain. (laughs) And so anything that went into the ground right now would end up likely to just stay there dead but we'll see Father thank you for today thank you for you Father and your Son Jesus Christ and your Holy Spirit thank you for the time to record this podcast for the people that listen to it and share it Be with them and their families. Bless them. Guide them. Help us to do your will, Father. Help us to turn to you, to seek you. To trust in you. Both as individuals. Not only when times are good, but even when times are bad to know that you're still there that you have everything well in hand even if we don't understand or can't see it be with those who lead us give them wisdom and courage and a strong faith those who protect us on the border and overseas and in our communities Bring them home safe to their families. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask and pray. And please guide my words, Father. Amen. So we spent, excuse me, the last few days, give or take, I think, on education. And we're going to come back to that not infrequently. Um, And we're actually going to keep talking about it a little bit today because we're going to spend a few days on Noah Webster if you don't know a lot about Noah Webster uh, you know Webster's dictionary almost assuredly Uh, but he was considered the schoolmaster of the nation uh, published the first edition of his American Dictionary of English Language in November of 1828 and it contained the greatest number of biblical definitions given in any secular volume just as a little sidebar served as a soldier in the Revolutionary War was elected to the Connecticut General Assembly for nine terms the legislature of Massachusetts for three terms 
uh, served as a judge, had a lot to do with Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution. And obviously uh, worked a great deal in uh, education. And really in particular, what's notable is getting funds set aside for public education. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time reading through a few days, some of his quotes. And as with pretty much every podcast we do here, I would just ask you to, as we go through it, think about what this man who had a pretty good role in our the founding of our country um, you know took part in the constitution the war uh, was elected as a leader multiple times by the people uh, when that was a much more notable achievement than it is today and but really in particular that, that this man who is considered the schoolmaster to the nation and did so much for education, listen to what he says about education in general and public education in particular versus what we hear today from people that claim to know what our founders wanted. And I don't know why, but it just popped in my head. You know, just as an aside, you think about even the people that the left claims really wanted uh, Christianity. Well, they claim that all the founders do, but, you know, they use like Jefferson and, and Franklin for great examples for them often, which is fine with me, really, because when you dig into it and you look at how many references Franklin used uh, from the Bible and how many times he brought our founders back to the Bible. Or you look at Jefferson who chose when he was in charge of DC schools, the Bible as a primary textbook. Uh, So just, again, just listen to this guy, some of his quotes, and then think about some of the things you hear today about what's wrong with public education or or what we need to do to fix it, etc. So he, Webster said that government was responsible, right, for the discipline of our youth in early life in sound maxims of moral, political, and religious duties. And so right off the bat, I mean, that's that last one's huge. So our government is responsible for instructing children in morals, in politics and in religion and Christianity and make make no mistake folks when, when, when we get into it it'll become very clear our founders again well over 90% Christian when they talk about religion or morality they are specifically talking about Christianity not Islam not Judaism not Hinduism not Buddhism and this this idea that we've talked about multiple times and will continue to recently that the First Amendment was written 
to equalize all religions is just completely false. You can go back and look at some commentaries by, for example, Justice Joseph's story about the true intent of the First Amendment. So Webster says here that it's the government's responsibility. And this kind of ties into education, folks. We read uh, a quote, God, I cannot pull it recently, talking about how, uh, how much weight was on the shoulders of guardians, parents, for their children. And so there was a phrase, a Latin phrase, and I can't remember it right now, but my father, who happened to be a public educator for, geez, I don't even know, 30, 35 years, said that there, there used to be this relationship between parents and, uh, and teachers in the sense of the, the teachers were to instruct the children in lieu of the parents while they were at school. So they were supposed to be an extension of the parents. They had this responsibility, and I wish I could call up that phrase. Some of y'all that listen probably know it, and I just can't think of it right now. But the point is that if we're going to have public education in America, which our founders recommend, you see Webster's comment right here, we have to have it be education that strengthens our nation, right? Uh, that, that ensures that our republic continues. And so, so what are those principles, right? Strong marriages, strong families, strong faith that leads to, right? That's the central part of those strong marriages and strong families, those principles of Christ. Because even those marriages that are out there that go, oh, I'm not Christian and I have a strong marriage. Okay, great. Guaranteed, 100% without any doubt, that marriage is strong because it's following the principles of Christ, even if those people don't claim Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's no way to have a strong marriage if you are not following the principles of Christ, regardless of whether you choose to follow Christ and acknowledge that he's the Son of God or not. Right? So government is supposed to be an extension these, and we're not today, and that's the problem. And so if we're not going to do this job right, this is why school choice is becoming so important. If the government's not going to do the job that they're supposed to, like Noah Webster says here, and teach morals, politics, religious duty, Christianity, right? Then, then you have to give the money and the responsibility completely back to the parents and give them the choice. Really, uh, I shouldn't have even, God, irritates me that I even started. I've fallen into that trap. It's not just parents, folks. It's taxpayers. Just in general, if you pay taxes you now have to have the ability to dictate where that educational money goes because the government's done such a poor job with it. And so these school choice, these universal school choice bills that you see coming out in state after state, they're a great start. But if the government's not going to do its job, then those people have to have, every taxpayer has to have the ability, just like we do with a charitable organization, to dictate where those funds are going to go. Are you going to send them to that local college, that local school, private school, the one down the road, the one 200 miles away? Where is it going to go? And you have the right as a taxpayer that wants to strengthen the nation to send that 
to those places and you're going to have some people that make really poor decisions. But right now we're making poor decisions across the board almost. So at least that gives some people, and this is what the left is terrified of, at least that gives some people the ability to put those educational dollars in schools, K through 12, pre-K, if you're gonna do that, colleges and universities that are God-centered, Christ-centered, that will actually strengthen our nation. Webster wrote the American Spelling Book uh, in the 1780s, taught it in New York, uh, became the most popular book in the American education. And it was the English language, it was the first time it was given standardized spelling for words. It was called the, the Blue-Backed Speller and published a record million copies a year uh, for a hundred years. million copies a year for a hundred years. Uh, Americans all over the place learned their letters, their morality, their patriotism from his dictionaries, spellers, catechisms, history books. The blue-backed speller, which I had trouble saying quickly, contained a moral catechism with rules from scriptures to base moral conduct. 1790, in his American spelling book, contained an essay, or an easy, I'm sorry, standard of pronunciation, which was the first part of a grammatical institute of the English language. And on the second page, he wrote a dedication to Ezra Stiles, who we've talked about a number of times in this podcast, who was the president of Yale College, and this was that dedication. The first part of a grammatical institute of the English language is, with permission, most humbly inscribed as a testimony of my veneration for the superior talents, piety, and patriotism, which enable him, Ezra Stiles, to preside over the seat of literature with distinguished reputation, which render him an ornament to the Christian profession and give him an eminent rank among the illustrious characters that adorn the revolution. Um, yeah, there's some phenomenal quotes. I'm just looking ahead. I want to take the last couple minutes here, folks. I would be remiss. So, most of this stuff for the next few days, you can find again in a number of places, but it's coming from America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations. Uh, I recommend that along with the uh, Wall Builders Founders Bible and the Patriot Bible edited by Dr. Richard Lee. Uh, often, frequently, those of y'all that have listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that. And so just great resources. The Patriots Bible uh, is a little bit easier to get into, but the Founders Bible and the American God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotes are extremely well sourced, uh, referenced. And so it's just, it's a way, I, I just highly recommend that you get a copy for your house. They ought to be the principal textbooks in every single classroom across the country. Uh, but Ezra Stiles, you know, he gave that wonderful speech that we've talked about just kind of showing God's hand throughout the revolution and how at these different times it was just impossible. We should have lost and we didn't. And it had to be because God's hand was with our nation. And we'll go back and read that sometime. But anyway, we'll come back to Noah Webster, uh, spend a few more days here. 
but you can remember that that first quote we got to today and a little bit of his other stuff but politics right morality and religion Christianity that's the government is supposed to teach those things in public education God bless y'all God bless your families God bless your marriages God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.